that just the way it goes? You dealt a good hand, then you get celebrated. Oh, how am I the only one who knows I'm half the man? Other men that drive me places. Welcome back, everybody, to your creativity. Um, it is a, it's warming back up. It got cold last week, but it's warming back up, and I'm at the gateway today. I got out of the house to do an interview, and I am at Kiln. We recorded here once before uh, when we had Robert Thompson of Punchbowl Social, and we're back in that same room, but this time we're talking to a different CEO, the CEO of Kiln himself, Arian Lewis, how are you? Yeah, great. Great to be with you. But the focus of today's um, conversation is not necessarily this location. It's uh, the Park City location. Right. Um, tell us a little bit about that move to open it up there, and w what is it going to be like up there? Cool. Well, first of all, Kiln is a lifestyle and performance brand. We're focused on um, elevating performance and lifestyle at work through an ecosystem of people, products, spaces, and places. And we do that through the medium of co-working. So we have um, uh, a, a few locations. We've got Salt Lake, Lehigh. We have a second one that we recently opened in Lehigh, and then we just opened a location in Boulder, Colorado. So we're targeting lifestyle markets. And Park City seemed like a real natural fit. We saw um, a lot of activity up there coming, especially coming in recently. Lots of growth. Up yeah, there. yeah, a lot of growth. And we recognize that people who are creating tech and doing creative things, love to be surrounded by nature and love close proximity to lifestyle amenities like the mountains and ski resorts, et cetera. And so we we knew we wanted to be there. Really hard market to get into. Um, it took us, a, I've, I've been looking there for almost three years, really hard to find a location that had enough square footage for our model to make sense. And uh, and parking, as you know, it's a challenge there. So it yeah, just- Park is a not unanimous with- What's going yeah, on up Park there. is not <laughs> unanimous with yeah. Park City, right, right. And so when this space came available in uh, New Park or Redstone over there in Kimball Junction, um, we were just excited, really excited about it. It's it's the old Jupiter Bowling Alley. So for any in Park City who have who have uh, thrown a bowling ball down those lanes, it'll be very different when you see it next. Um, but it's fun to put a, a new use to uh, an old building. Yeah, I thought that it was right there by the Best Buy. I think I bought a my last uh, washing machine up there. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, cool, they have a bowling alley. Well, yes. they don't anymore. They did. <laughs> they did have a bowling alley. Um, but what's wonderful is that now all those folks that – a lot of folks are new to Park City, and then some have, of course, been there for quite some time. But now they have a place where they can go, where the startup and creative ecosystems can can come together and um, giving it a bit of a home uh, and a hub in a similar way to what we've done here in Salt Lake and Lehigh. And up there, I, office space, I would assume, would be more expensive. So it is. Yeah, it is more expensive. Um, we haven't announced our pricing yet, uh, so our pricing is more up there. But it's not, it's not that much more, and to be honest with you, the cost and the flexibility uh, of the way that we do our pricing and our contracting is such that I think it's going to offer an opportunity for people who typically haven't been 
able to have an office in Park City to have one. So, you know, for as little as $300 a month or in that range, I think people are going to be able to get in and enjoy a membership at Kiln and have access to all of these these great amenities, uh, but still in, in a market like Park City. You talked about square footage. Um, and you, 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 people can rent offices a different size. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that and what's available. Yeah. So we have three kind of levels in our membership. Um, so the first is a club membership, which is uh, the lowest cost membership, but it gives you still 24-7 access. And it's where you rock up with your backpack and you have access to open desking and then access to all of our amenities. Um, we don't have... Um, tiers in terms of access to all the perks of Kiln. So you get those perks no matter what level of membership you have. Um, it's kind of hopefully a little egalitarian in that in that, in that that respect. And then the next level up is called a resident desk. And this is where you have your own desk. You can put up your big monitors and have some storage. And um, you could share a desk. They're, these desks are typically four people on a kind of a big desk. And, uh, and they all have their own kind of storage space within that desk. It's a product we've actually designed and manufactured ourselves. Um, so you could have your team out on open desks, or you could be there as an individual. And then the next level up is a private office. And those typically start at a little above $1,000 and go up from there. And they go up to offices for up to 30 or 40 people. And um, an office you know that fits more than 15 or 20 in that range is going to have its own meeting space inside of it. It's going to be designed a little bit differently. We have a number of offices that are designed for sort of individual professionals that, you know, may it may be one person or two people, but it's a small office um, and it's it's adjoining some of our cool open space. And the open space here has like big graphic posters being a graphic designer i was really uh, drawn to those oh do the other locations have a wall of big uh, posters like that yeah um i i think there's a phrase that we see the world through our eyes and and you know we see uh art through our souls or something like that art's a big part of kiln and we really um, invest in art and particularly local art so we work with local artists and um you know, painters and, and mural, mural artists to do cool things in our space. There will be some really cool art in Kiln Park City. Um, there's also some amenities in Kiln Park City that we don't have in in some of our other locations and some that we do. So, for example, we have a really cool mid-century modern kind of fireplace area. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, it would be really kind of bougie and nice. <laughs> um, and then we have an atrium that we're putting in, which will be like a theater atrium combined. Uh, we have one of these in our Le on our, our newest Lehigh location, uh, but not in Salt Lake. And then we'll have um, some wellness rooms, uh, some showers, and uh, importantly, we're actually going to have a ski and bike room. And we're working on a collaboration where we're going to be able to hopefully provide people with some unique access to the mountains through Kiln. So that's uh, still to be announced, but some cool collaborations going on with the ski resorts. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's beautiful up there, and it, it's great that you're including that, those type of things in there. Um, I, I kind of want to talk about the co-space um, industry itself, you versus uh, industrious versus, you know, we work who imploded. Um, yeah, I mean, they're still around, but yeah, they, they're they going through a reset, yeah. let's just say. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so the first thing to be aware of is that this industry or the sector of real estate is quite new, less yeah. than a decade old, really. Um, co-working or flex office space, which sometimes those phrases are used interchangeably, flex office comprises about less than 3% of total office space in the United States. Um, and in Utah, that's about right. It's, a, it's less than 3% or around 3%. Um, by 2030, most analysts are predicting that it will comprise about 30% of total office space in the United States. And that's based on the trends in demand, specifically as things, you know, the, the uncertainty that COVID and this pandemic has left us with creates an increased demand for flexibility. And um, people now see their work and their lifestyle being even more flexible. And what's great about co-working and flex office is that people don't have to, companies or individuals don't have to take on, number one, a long-term liability. Number two, they don't have to shell out a bunch of capital up front to build out a space and make it beautiful. Because if you're going to have an office, you want it to be a beautiful and functional space. Sure. Um, so what, what kind of makes our model unique and uh, helpful going forward to many companies is that they can experiment with what the right workplace strategy is for them, and they can evolve over time without uh, being cumbered, uh, you know, encumbered by a long-term lease. And they've got 24-hour access. 24-7 access, yeah. It's, think of it like, you know, a, a whole hospitality offering, um, but, uh, you know, on a simple monthly membership. Very nice. Um. And you, you jumped into the effects of COVID on there. Did you yeah. see like any drop when like it really yeah, hit? We did. We did. We saw an immediate um, drop in memberships. And while it was, you know, difficult for us, what was, what was, I guess, good is that it showed the benefits of our model to our members. So we had some members that immediately had to cut costs and they were able to do so within 60 days, cut most of their real estate costs. And then we had others who just needed to shrink down. And in some cases, we've had actually some companies grow um, because their model has become more popular during COVID or their business model. So it uh, the inherent nature, of the flexible nature of our model really was beneficial to the companies. On our side, we did lose revenue and it was, it was scary, especially in May and, uh, well, March, April, May. Um, but now over the last two to three months, I think most people are starting to realize, hey, this is not something that's going to go away quickly. We want to get back to work. And some people really see the strong benefit of collaboration in person, but they may not want to take on the cost of a big office. It could be that a team of 20 only needs an office for five to 10 people, and they're going to rotate people in and out based on projects or the needs of their business. And, you know, they can adjust to different sizes depending on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, we saw the same thing happen after, you know, the, the, the recession of uh, 07, 08, 09. We saw companies go to a software-as-a-service model where they decided they wanted to plug in to software solutions rather than try to build or develop them internally. And that's just because the cost and the time of building them internally was less advantageous than just 
using somebody else's solution. And so this whole SaaS industry kind of developed. We see the same trends happening in real estate. People are just want to be able to plug in and then, you know, unplug when they need to. Yeah. And uh, with this podcast, um, when things were open up, I was using wise guys as a space to, you know, to record, um, instead of, you know, trying to meet, you know, at people's houses and stuff like that. It just felt more, you know, welcoming to have meetings and stuff than somebody's house. Um, not sure where I was going though. With that. Totally. Well, now yeah, you're yeah, here in the podcast yeah, studio at yeah. Kiln. I, I like this room. I, I wish I could afford a membership. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, we should we should figure out something. <laughs> yeah. To make it work for you. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Um, um, business wise, who? What kind of people like inspire you? Like what that keep you going? You know, kind of bring you up when you know things are low. You know, what kind of? Um. You know what? I I think that. There's two, two things that really make somebody great to work with. One is somebody who just chooses to be grateful about things, sees sees the uh, sees the the silver lining in every moment, you know. And especially during the times that we've been through, finding the good and focusing on that has been, I think, a saving grace. And really, you know, that's what it it takes to get through some of these harder times. Um, so I think that. When we when we're surrounded by people who are positive, who see the best in us and um, who inspire us to be better, uh, you know that's that's what we look for. I will say on the creative front, um, I um, I spent some time in England and uh, while I was living there, I I learned that there there are some people who genuinely, you know, there, it's not that anybody is is incapable of being creative. I think that. Everybody has incredible creativity inside of them, but some people just give themselves permission to yeah. be more creative than others. And so what I saw in England was that people gave themselves permission to think really big. It wasn't that they were more necessarily more intelligent than other people. It's that they just they just allowed themselves and opened themselves up to thinking globally, to thinking big, to having a big vision, and uh, to feeling the freedom that they wanted to feel to express themselves and you know i grew up um in in utah and left utah and uh, went to england and went to new york and lived lived for a while in both those locations and just came back a few years ago but i was gone for about uh, 15 16 years and what i realized was that when i was growing up it felt like i needed to be a certain way in order to be successful like conform to a certain ideal of what what a successful person looks like or is or does. And when I went to these other places, I realized, oh my gosh, you can you can really express yourself in your own way and there's a way to be successful um, in doing that. And when, when I came back to Utah and we created Kiln, you know, Lee Radford and Andrew Redpath, um, my co-founders are both, Lee is from London, still based in London. So our creative team is out of London. And Andrew Redpath and I actually met on uh, Mont Blanc in Chamonix, France. And he's spent most of his career in London and, and Switzerland, uh, in Geneva. And so these are, these are folks that, you know, see the world uh, through those lenses that they've adopted in those markets. And what we really wanted to do with Kiln was bring that perspective to uh, every market that we're in um, and allow and create create a space where people could express their own dharma, their own 
their own um, creativity, their own individuality, and where a you know a gal could walk in in a in a you know pants and a suit, or a guy could walk in in t-shirt and jeans, um, or you know a team could walk in from any part of the world and feel comfortable in kiln, just being who they are and doing what they do well. That's awesome. Um, there's a point in there that I wanted to comment on. Uh, getting out of your own way, you know, I I, I think that happens a lot I, I, um, nationwide, you know, just in general. And Salt Lake's getting a lot better about it. Yeah. Because, you know, things used to be so strict, but then with, you know, uh, uh, changes in the atmosphere of different types of people and stuff like that. Uh, that's, I'm proud of Salt Lake. It's growth like that. Yeah, and it's. I think people are becoming more informed that diversity, inclusion, and inclusion isn't just uh, some buzzwords that are you know, you know, good good for social ideology. They're actually really good for business. Yeah. Diversity, and inclusion are really good for business because they bring in um, unique perspectives that help inform you in terms of how you develop your product or your service to appeal to a broader subset of customers and it's really important that companies do everything they can to um, foster that and we make d- deliberate efforts within our community to help foster diversity and inclusion we've actually stepped up those efforts over the last you know six months particularly with the with the um, black lives matter um, movement and protests and just the attention that's been brought to the issue of racism and the importance of creating communities that are open and inclusive and embrace um, diversity. Now, um, um, in these locations, um, I know here it has a big presentation room. Uh-huh. Do, you, uh, do the other ones have that? And what kind of activities go on in there? Yeah, so in the, you know, pre-COVID, we were doing 20 to 30 events a month in Salt Lake. Every day. <laughs> yeah, every day. There was almost every day, at least one or two times a day. And we were hosting everything from arts and culture events to technology focused events to startup and you know venture funding focused events and now um we are starting events back up again we have had small socially distanced limited events um the the theater fits about 150 people and you can do an event for about 45 people where everybody's comfortably socially distanced i should also comment that all of our locations including our park city location have a uh, a really cool technology called an RGF. Um, it's it's an RGF UVC and plasma technology. It goes into the HVAC systems and it pumps out ions and oxidizers that actually uh, limit, or in in the data shows that they actually eliminate ninety nine percent of germs within a uh, in a sneeze within three feet. They are constantly cleaning surfaces and the air. Um, so it's a quite a cool technology i wish more people would adopt it um but we've we've adopted it here and so far you know knock on wood we haven't had any cases of community spread even with hundreds of people working in lehigh and here in salt lake not one case where two people sitting in an office together uh got covid from one another um and we've been doing our best to track that we also have other technologies we use um we have you can check 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 your uh, temperature at the front desk we have a a brass key antimicrobial brass key system other cool things that we've done to make the space um, safe for uh, this these times 
um, when when creating these kind of spaces, uh, what type of situations were um, more creative? Um, like you know, working with architects and interior designers. Where where was did you see most of the, you know, the great stuff coming from? Yeah, well, I have to tell you, I'm 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 kind of the boring one in the company. <laughs> There's a gentleman who's a who's a co-founder of Kiln named Lee Radford. Uh, Lee is 20 year you know, design veteran. He actually won the, at I think age 25, he won the Royal Society Award for Furniture Design in the UK. And um, Lee is a world-class co-working designer. And so we do all of our design, primarily our design internally. We work with external architecture firms to take those designs and then uh, develop them into construction drawings. And there is some creativity that goes on in that collaboration as well. And then quite quite unique and dif different uh, to Kiln versus our competitors like WeWork or Industrious, we design and develop um, multiple products. So we have close to 20 different bespoke designs that we manufacture. These include uh, wall paneling and partitioning systems that are modular, um, desking systems, storage systems, phone booths, uh, different kinds of phone booths. Um, different kinds of, of furniture and bunkettes and kind of meeting uh, space furniture that we develop. And um, this gives our product a very bespoke, uh, very boutique uh, feel. And um, there's a lot of creativity that goes into that process because we're working with metal manufacturers and engineers, structural engineers, designers, acousticians. Um, it's, a, it's a quite a detailed process to come out with a product that both looks beautiful and also functions. I, I love the style. It's, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's got a really kind of rich but comfortable feel to it. Do you know what the exact term is for the, the style? Yeah, kiln. The exact <laughs> kiln. term is kiln. kiln. <laughs> <laughs> but I will tell you, it's a, it's a mix of like industrial, Scandi, mid-century modern, um, a little bit of luxe. I, I, you know, Lee would probably give you a, a better descriptive words than I have, but um, we we like to keep it clean and fresh, uh, so it's not too heavy or an industrial or industrial, but does have some industrial elements. Sure, um, yeah. It definitely feels create. Uh, uh, I was going to say creative, but that's not the right word. Like creator-like. It, it's it's some of the items have literally been hewn out of metal with hand welds on them and all sorts of detail that is designed to really empathize with the journey of a creative or an entrepreneur who is constantly testing and trying and, and, you know, coming up against the, the, uh, the reality is that everything is not perfect, but sometimes out of, out of imperfection comes something that gets closer to perfection <laughs> or get, or feels, feels more well-baked. And you mentioned desk in there. I think I read that people can, if they like the kiln desk, they can get a version at home yeah so we during covid we've allowed our members to take their desk and chair home if they need um a desk and chair and they can't use or they don't feel comfortable coming into the office for whatever reason we've allowed them to take their desk and chair home and use it from their home office because they love their desk the kiln desk is a is a is a bespoke you know custom-made desk and they love it down the road do you see it, you offering those to people as furniture or as a service or you know as a product that as we a sell? product yeah 
Um, there's there's always a chance that we could go down that path. Um, supply chains have been really challenging over oh, the last yeah. six months. So our goal has just been to get make sure we have everything we need for the locations we're opening. Um, but certainly in the future, we've considered that option. Because I, I like me a good desk. I've got my eye on a, I think it's Jaybird. Nice yeah. Jaybird, but well, wait till you see our <laughs> new our new sit to stand desks, which are going to be installed in in Park City. It's a completely custom designed, really cool sit to stand desk. Way to whip it back around to Park City. So, you know, you said it's in Redstone in the old Juniper. Uh, when J- Jupiter? Um, when when is it opening? And um, you know, it, it's looking like beginning of March at this moment. Okay. Uh, we've had um, some delays due to issues with the county and codes. And um, anybody who's ever built something in Park City knows that uh, it's a, it's not a super easy place to do business. So we're learning that um, in real time. <laughs> well, uh, is there anything that I, I didn't ask that you wanted to cover? Yeah, you know, you, you did touch on our competitors and the difference yeah. between Kiln and WeWork Industries. A lot of people know WeWork because they've been, you know, they've grown so quickly and they've been around a while. And they're, they're great products. And, um, you know, WeWork now has the ability to service large enterprise clients all over the United States and industrious does an excellent job at catering to like, um, you know, your, I guess your more professional professionals, um, uh, your accountants and insurance and, and, you know, maybe some of those trade, those kind of businesses. We really want to be the sweet spot for creatives and for early stage tech. And so we're primarily creative and tech as a, as a, as a company. And that is reflected in the way that we lay out our space. So we have um, more square footage per person than any of our competitors. We have more amenities and creative kind of experiences in Kiln than our competitors. So, for example, the podcast room we're sitting in today um, or the theater. None of our competitors build theaters um, or, you know, even the massage and refresh rooms or um, the way that we design our our uh, our other creative spaces like our meeting rooms it's it's really done with the tech and creative companies in mind and creatives like to be comfortable in their spaces and you know i've got a nice home office that's um, messy more often than it's not sure to be comfortable um but i love that comfortable space it feels where i'm i can get going somewhere and if i had you know something bigger going i would want a space like like you guys have here um, yeah, and I think what you'd really enjoy, because there are definitely some advantages to having a you know, big office at home where you can spread everything out, but the real, the real benefit to Kiln, particularly for a creative, is that you're surrounded by interesting inputs every day that are unexpected. Yeah. So whether it's that, you know, the conversations with people working around you or it's attending an event where you're picking up some something, you know, that human interaction is it's hard to underestimate the 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 number of pivots, the number of creative ideas, the number of things that come from just unplanned serendipitous conversations that ultimately lead to a breakthrough in what you're doing. Uh, as as a freelancer and kind of a gig lifestyle that I have, I work for Instacart and I'm a graphic designer, so I'm dealing with all sorts of people different all the time. I, I know exactly what you're talking about because, you know, I'll have a conversation with a cashier when I'm Instacarting or, you know, when I'm going to different events or meeting new clients. It's just a whole new story. 
and you know this podcast too has really opened up to me like that because I'm I'm an introvert, mm-hmm. so I me doing this on a weekly basis, you know, has just opened my eyes up, and I I think's really helped me. But we're not here about me. Um, I th- I think we're ready for bonus questions. Um, you kind of touched on this a little bit at one point. What does creativity mean to you? You kind of went on a, a few minute rant about mm, creativity to me means that an individual is in a place or in an environment, whether it's mentally or physically, where they've given themselves the permission to truly express their unique gift and talent. And I just, I just very much believe that every person has a unique gift and talent or a dharma. And over time, our first objective is just to figure out what that is, just to discover what it is about who we are that's different than anybody else and how we can then bring that to bear to lift and bless others around us. And so, yeah, I think I think creativity is about uncovering what it is that makes us truly unique and then being in a position and surrounded by people and places that enable us to express that. I like that. The next bonus question is, who's your favorite Muppet and why? Uh, <laughs> um, oh, you know, you, you, your, your listeners won't be able to see me, okay. you know, but uh, I, it's cliche, but I have to say Kermit the Frog because Kermit is just, um, first of all, he's green and skinny and I'm, I'm, I used to be skinnier, but I'm, I'm <laughs> sort of, but I'm sort of a little, a little geeky like Kermit. And, uh, and the last thing is that um, Kermit is, is just somebody who really wants to make uh, everybody around him happy and successful and um you know i'm not quite that way perfectly but i would like to be a little bit more like kermit the frog no that, that's a good one you know he has fun doing what he's doing and he's he gets yeah. it done yeah and then last in the movie of your life who would you like to play definitely john probably john wayne or um <laughs> maybe uh you know hugh jackman or you know um i don't know i uh, to be honest <laughs> with you i have no <laughs> You know, I I don't think anyone's ever going to make a movie about me, and I can tell you that if I uh, if if my kids ever watch movies about me growing up, you know, when they're grown up and looking back, I think they'll just be laughing because um, I, I won't make sense half the time. <laughs> but yeah, well, there's no wrong answers. So, um, where can everybody um, check out to find out more information about Kiln? Yeah, go to kiln.co, um, www.kiln.co. And I would also tell you, take a look at our YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube and, and type in uh, Kiln Coworking, it'll come up. I, I, I like, you know, I feel like a video is a quick way to consume, figure out, you know, what people are all about. And that's a good way to check us out. I will say um, Kiln Park City is going to be very special. And uh, what's kind of cool is you'll have access to all of the Kiln locations. We're working on locations in Idaho and California and um additional locations here in Utah and Colorado. So uh, over time, this network will grow and people who, who you know, see it as, hey, I'm, I'm close to Park City, I wanna be able to use the Park City location, may love the fact that they can pop into Salt Lake and have a great place to meet people, um, or Boulder, Colorado, or maybe in the future, San Diego. 
any international plans because you're well we're, yes def, we've 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 conjured up ideas about okay. london <laughs> um lee and i have done i lee and i together have done two locations in london but lee has done multiple locations in london under another brand called central working and so um the chances that we the chance that we go to london at some point is very high we've uh, done some of the legal groundwork to get there I can't believe I didn't ask this. The name, where did, how did it come about? Yeah, Kiln as a name. Um, there's a longer story to this, but, uh, you know, I was a part of building another brand called Rise, and during that process, the name Kiln came into the surface, and I always thought it was a great name, but it wasn't right for what we were doing then, so I kind of tucked it away in the back of my mind. But what I love about the idea of a kiln is that a very simple material goes into a kiln, and comes out strengthened and polished and and kind of renewed or given new life in some ways. And I love the idea that things that are in that formation stage can come into kiln and be strengthened and and uh, really take on a new form and and uh, come out you know stronger for it. Love it. That's that's great. Well, thank you, Arian. Uh, enjoyed talking to you. And bye, everybody. We'll see you next time. Hey, thank you. Bye. <laughs> Podcast is done, man. <laughs>